Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Corks and Crime. I'm Heather. I'm Natalie. Okay, so just like our last episode, we are continuing our canned wine extravaganza. Our canned series. <laughs> um, I'm very happy to report that the rosés we had were very good. Yeah, the rosés were my favorite. Yes, for sure. We did the rosé wine, Oregon-grown Underwood. Very mm-hmm. good. But in this 375 milliliters, there's 12% alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we did share, but geez. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of alcohol. It's surprising. The very first time I ever had a canned wine, my best friend and I were at the uh, pool and I was like, God, I don't feel good. Like, I feel like I have a headache and I'm like dizzy. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, because you just chugged a bottle of wine. Like that's the equivalent of a bottle of wine. Um, I don't know how they do that. In yeah. One can. I know. And it still tastes good. It doesn't taste right. like you're drinking like straight, I don't know, vodka no, or something. it normal. Right. Right. Um, Underwood is really good. Yeah, I will definitely try their other varieties mm-hmm. of wine because that was very good. I think I've had the one that you bought before. What is the, it just says, oh, rosé wine. Mm-hmm. So it has notes of strawberry, watermelon, and peach. So good. yummy. Yes. That one's my favorite for sure. Definitely. We also tried the same brand of the Pinot Grigio that we tried. We think it's Lila. Rosé, and it's from France. Not bad. Not as good as the Underwood. It had like a sparkling undertone, even though it doesn't say that it's sparkling. Yeah, it was kind of strange. I mean, it was good. It was better than the Lila Prina Grigio. For sure. Um, Also, we learned something. Don't Mm. don't buy your red wine in a can. No, reds were never meant to go (laughs) in a can. So we only tried two, but... Yeah, I'm just not feeling it. No, they weren't very good. Yeah, we'll put a picture up on Instagram of the ones we tried. But um, the drop red wine, which doesn't really even say what kind it is. It just says red wine. Uh, Didn't really care for that. And then I got us a red blend. What's it called? Man can. Man can red wine. (laughs) Uh, You know, not terrible, but I didn't love it. They were, I don't know, I they were like peppery and strong and um, yeah. they, tasted, they tasted to me like Pinot Noirs. Which I like a Pinot Noir, but I didn't love that. No, I, I don't know. There's something about both of them I didn't really yeah. care for. Maybe you just can't do a red in a can. Yeah, I think we stick to whites and rosés mm-hmm. in the can. There's also like a pre-made um, mimosa in a can. Ooh. Which I almost bought that. Maybe next time we can do that. Because I've never had that, but it's yeah. probably really good. And there's a local restaurant near me that on the weekends, they've been like cooking up breakfast and selling those canned mimosas. I recognized it. Oh, is it um, the people, Dixie Q? Yeah, Dixie yeah. Q. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, those are the ones that they have. But oh. I didn't, I should have gotten one. But I bet it's good. Dixie Q is so good. It's such a cute little spot. I've never been there. I've only had, like, they um, service the hospital that we work yes. at. And um, I've only had it then. And they're also owned by... Das and Das is really good. Yes. Which I still have not had their mac and cheese, which apparently it's the best. It's life changing. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's the Das macaroni and cheese in Atlanta, Georgia, is the best macaroni and cheese in the whole entire world. That's a big statement. One hundred percent. And I I am not gonna apologize for it. <laughs> um it's yeah, it's so good. Okay. It has like big shells mm-hmm. and it's like Crispy at the top and like creamy at the oh, bottom. That's my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's so good. 
Okay, on my list, mm-hmm. just what I need, mac and cheese Yeah, to go with the quarantine. Yeah. Right. Perfect. The quarantine LBs. <laughs> um, so what are you listening to, watching, What what's happening? Um, so I watched this a while ago. It's on Oxygen, and it's called um, Israel Key's Method of a Serial Killer. Yes, I remember listening to the podcast about him, and he is terrifying. Is did you listen to the podcast that's called like True Crime Bullshit or something like that? I don't think so. I can't remember actually. I should have looked that up. But I remember listening thinking, holy shit, like this guy. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, True Crime Bullshit is the one that I listened to mm-hmm. that's about Israel Keys. Um, yeah, and it was cray. Oh, I might it might have been the crime junkie episode. I think she did an episode. She did do an yes. episode. Um I think it was her. And I was like, is this for real like right. how have I never heard of this I was the same way there's also a book because one of our doctors that we work with told me oh my gosh you've got to read this book and when she started talking about it I was like oh my gosh I know exactly who you're talking about like I, I've listened to the podcast I wonder what the book is I'll get it I'll okay get it. um well anyway I watched that a while ago and um it's really really well done they do a good job of telling the entire story um and they have like a lot of interviews. Oxygen just does a good job. But they True do. Crime Obsessed has just like recently, within the past couple of weeks, uploaded um, their rendition Ooh. of Israel Keys. I'll have to listen. The book yeah. is American Predator, American. The Hunt for the Most Meticulous Serial Killer of the 21st Century by Maureen Callahan. I have not downloaded it yet, but I'm sure it's good. I just wrote that down because I'm going to read it. Yeah. Eventually. But he will keep you up at night. Oh, so I watched this on Oxygen, like, when Jonathan was out of town, and I Mm. could not sleep. I bet. He is terrifying. There's one part where he, like, it talks about how um, he just basically, like, stalked this couple... Yes. It's so so disturbing and sad. And he like cuts their phone lines. And I was like, do I even have a phone line to be cut? (laughs) I was so scared. I mean, he's petrifying. And 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 he was like living a normal life on the exterior, which is even more scary. Disturbing. And the part, the girl that he stole, like, stole, the girl he kidnapped in Alaska, the picture. Yeah. That gives me chills. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want to ruin it, yeah, it for y'all. Yeah, it's so but. disturbing. But I know you're talking about the eyes and it's like completely freaky. Oh my gosh. Ah. It's, yeah. The um, most disturbing serial killer you have never heard of is Real Keys. Yeah, for sure. Oh, creeper. Crazy. Well, I watched it on, sorry. No, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. But um, I couldn't find it on Oxygen, so I bought it on Amazon if anybody oh, wants, to, okay. wants to watch it. I'll have to look for it for yeah. sure. I feel like. I don't think I watched it, but I remember hearing about it and like, oh yeah, that's the podcast I heard. Cause I was also, like you said, like I never heard of him mm-hmm. and I don't know how mm-hmm. because whoa. Yeah. He's a lot. It's his story is insane. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Also, um, last podcast on the left. Have you ever listened to them? Mm-mm. Um, they're pretty good. They're really good. <laughs> they, <laughs> um, they did a series about him. They're like kind of comedy, but also kind of like informative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they did like a couple episodes about him and, um, yeah, it's, it, it, his story is insane and he's a true psychopath. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. On a lighter note. I'm embarrassed to report this, but I know this is a safe space. Yeah. I am watching 
Labor of Love. I've never heard of Labor of Love. Will you tell me all about it? <laughs> I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I will. It's on Fox. Mm. We're about to be on week three, I believe. I think there might be a new episode. It's on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. The premise, it's a woman. I think she's 41. Kristen Davis, a.k.a. Charlotte, Sex and the City, hosts it. Okay. I'm a little disappointed in her for hosting this. But what can I say? I'm watching it. Well, I mean, right? she's done a ton. Right? Where, where have you been, Charlotte? Study. I love her. Um, the premise is this woman who's 41 who also happened to be a former Bachelor contestant years ago. But she didn't make it to, like, the final. Oh, so she was in The Bachelor. A long time ago. Who was the guy? Brad. I don't, I don't like, know why I asked. I don't know who yeah. that is. Anyway, he's terrible. He was on there more than once, and he never picked anybody. Whatever. He sucks. Sorry, Brad. Um, her premise, she wants to find a baby daddy. Oh. Because, you know, you can't do that on your own. Labor of love. Yeah. Okay. So, basically, these guys are vying to be the father of her baby. Hmm. But also, she's from Chicago, they're filming it in Atlanta. The guys are from everywhere. Like, what? You can just go get a sperm donor. Exactly. Exactly. The first episode, the guys have to go give a sample to get their sperm count. Ugh, ew. Right? So I'm more obsessed with, like, so she's in this house and the dudes are in a house next to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm more obsessed with, okay, where's this house in Atlanta? Like, she's in Atlanta. Where is this? Yeah. Can't find it online. It's not up yet. You can't find it? No. You have great research skills. I'm still working on it. it You'll find scary. it. I'll find it. But, yeah, it's just, you know, they can't really copy The Bachelor and do, like, a rose ceremony or whatever because that's The Bachelor. So she's, like, watching them and, like, it happens, like, online. Like, they're watching on a screen. She's at her house with Kristen. And she, like, moves the guys, like, over, like, on this, like, screen. It's it's so bad. And I'm watching, and I'm embarrassed. Yeah, Heather. Because I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. It's trash. Yeah. And I found out about it from this private Facebook group that I'm in that I've been in forever, which is about The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, evolved. Because now it's, like, everybody just hates the show and makes fun of it. And somebody posted, are you serious? And, like, posted an article about it, about how terrible it was. Which forced me to look and say, huh, so they've already had an episode. Oh, yeah, it's maybe, so bad. Maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm invested. It's crap. Whatever. Do the guys ever meet this girl? Oh, yeah, they meet her. They go on dates and stuff. Okay, so she's just watching them, like, as a voyeur, basically. No, 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 she's there. Like, they oh. meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then what? It, what's the part where, oh, she's just, She's like, in her house with Kristen okay. picking, and they see that they've been selected. All of this can be done in, like, a week by herself with a physician. Right. Like, she can just go take, like, profiles home. She can take pictures of guys. I know. And decide a sperm donor. Like, this does not have to be done on a reality television show. So, I guess, really, I mean, she's looking for love and looking for a husband. But not really. But then wants to have a baby. But they're making it about, like, having a baby. But But not not really. Right. I mean, these guys, a lot of them are tools. I mean, like, big time. Yeah, so, like, 
then what is the show going to turn into? Is it going to eventually turn into, okay, well, we had this great love connection. Well, now that I've met you, maybe I just want to have a relationship with you. And then in a couple years, we can have a kid. Like... I don't It's get not it. like I'm taking your sperm and sperm and I'm running. Right. That's you know? what's so crazy. I was gonna try to find it where I could read you um the actual like synopsis. synopsis. In this dating reality show with a twist, a woman who is ready to start a family but has yet to meet the potential father of her children decides amongst aspiring fathers to be who go through challenges that put their parenting and partnership skills to the test. Each week, the mother-to-be, with the help of host Kristen Davis as her sounding board, decides who advances to the next week and gets another chance to prove themselves worthy of starting a family with her. Otherwise, she may choose to continue on the path to motherhood on her own. With his sperm. Terrible, right? Why am I watching this? Yeah, I'm sorry. I've reached a low. It's a new low. Well, most people would say that the Real Housewives are a new (laughs) low, and I don't care. So you watch whatever makes you happy. I don't know that it makes me happy, but it's at least an escape, (laughs) you know? Yeah, from working in the hospital, which is not great right Right, now. Which is very stressful. Yeah. Very stressful. Anyway, that's what I'm doing with my time. Clearly, I've, you know, I'm I'm rock bottom. (laughs) Well, there's nothing else on. What else are you going to watch? That's true. Wait. Have you watched the Ozark yet? No. Heather. I have so much to do. I have so much on my list. <laughs> Dump that show and watch quality television. But I've told you what will happen. I can't do it till I have an allotted 10 hours. Yeah. Which I work all weekend, so maybe it's coming up. It's coming. It'll happen. I'll do it. Don't worry. Okay. It's going to happen. Okay. And you still need to watch, this was a long time ago, but like a couple of episodes ago, I told you you needed to watch American Horror Story Hotel. Right. I know. I've got a long list, but these reality shows keep getting me. I binged like um, Below Deck, Sailing, Yachting, whatever. Yeah. Binged that. Totally worth it. Oh yeah, that was definitely, that was definitely And now I've got a new season that just started of like Below Deck Med. I know, yeah, the, oh, that did start. I need to start. I need to watch that first episode. Right. I mean, I've got a lot of things to do. Yeah, I'm very busy. <laughs> very busy fighting off snakes, doing whatever, you know? Yeah. going on. Yeah. It's all right. Okay, today we're going to talk about, like, some updates, because there's been some major updates in a couple stories. Yes. So I don't know if everybody's familiar with the case of Madeline McCann from 2007. Oh, yeah. Yeah, huge topic. There's a there's a uh, Netflix series about it. Right. I mean, there's so much about her story. But just yesterday, which today, I don't even know what today is. What is today? June 3rd? June 4th. June 4th. So on June 3rd, there was an update that there's an actual suspect um, has been identified in her disappearance. What? Which is huge. Yeah. Yeah, it just came out this week. Do they name the suspect? They have not said his name, but um, he's already in prison for something else. And, um, yeah, I've got an article that just kind of talks about it a little bit. But um, they've identified a suspect. But the suspect, who is not identified by name, is currently in a German prison on an unrelated matter. So Madeline vanished on May 3rd, 2007 at a resort in um, the Algarve region of Portugal while her parents dying just a few hundred yards away. There's a lot of drama related yeah. to her disappearance. Well, there, yeah, there was a lot of, like... Um, kind of shaming going on 
Right. Yeah. Because the parents, they were traveling with like nine adults and then everybody's children and they had gone to dinner and left the children in their room, Mm -hmm. which they were granted like 180 feet away. Mm -hmm. And then the parents would take breaks and go check on their children, not necessarily all the children, children, it sounds like. But I feel like that needed to be communicated because like if I were, and granted, Hindsight's twenty twenty, but if I were like on that trip, like I would be checking on everybody's kid, not right. just mine. So then, if I found out later, like, oh, you weren't looking at my kid, like, what the hell? Right? I thought we had had this conversation. <laughs> well, and there was also drama because I think that the resort they stayed at offered babysitting. Yeah, but I think it was only until a certain amount of time. Right. Um, and they were staying out later than that, and that's fine. Like you're on right. vacation, like no stones thrown. Um, cause initially they were saying like they, they, the parents were under investigation yeah. and they were, you know, being charged or whatever. And then that all got straightened out. So yeah. there's a, I mean, like I have not followed this case in a really long time. I mean, this is from 2007, but all of this happening has made me want to go back and become acquainted with it again. Yeah. You know, well, I felt badly when I was watching the series and a lot of people were like being very judgmental yes. about her parents because it's very easy to point the finger right. when something's gone wrong. But look at the, all the other people that they were with and their kids were fine. And their kids were totally fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but I think it's a lot easier to like say, oh, well you could have done this and this wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. because it safeguards yourself. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And it makes you think, oh, well I wouldn't have done that. So this is not going to happen to my kids, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, following the 10-year anniversary, the Met received information about a German man who is known to have been in and around um, Praia de Luz. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Um, They've been working with colleagues in Germany and Portugal, and this man is a suspect in her disappearance. The German prosecutor described the suspect as a sex offender with several previous convictions who has been convicted of sexual abuse of children, among other things. He's already um, serving a long term in prison. But he was out when Madeline went missing? Yes. So the suspect lived on and off in the Algarve between 1995 and 2007 and is connected to the area where Madeline was last seen by her mother, who notified that um, the toddler vanished when she went to go check on her that evening. While this male is a suspect, we retain an open mind as to his involvement in the, the remains. This remains a missing person inquiry. And they don't say murder, they just say disappearance. Right. But then I saw there was a clip today, so one day later, that I guess somebody is speculating, like, she's dead. Mm. You know? Um, Her parents, through um, a spokesperson, said, We welcome the appeal today regarding the disappearance of our daughter. We would like to thank the police forces involved for their continued efforts in the search for Madeline. All we have ever wanted is to find her, uncover the truth, and bring those responsible to justice. We will never give up hope of finding Madeline alive, but whatever the outcome may be, we need to know as we need to find peace. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. We would like to thank the general public for their ongoing support and encourage anyone who has information directly related to the appeal to contact the police. So basically, I don't, they're not giving a ton of details, which is interesting since the guy's already in jail. Yeah. Um, but authorities released information on two vehicles the suspect had access to around the time of her disappearance. One is a distinctive early 1980s model VWT3 Westphalia camper van with a Portuguese registration plate. 
the suspect had access to this van from April 2007 until sometime after May 2007, and it was used in and around the area of the resort. Investigators believe the suspect was living in this van for days, possibly weeks, and may have been using the vehicle the day Madeline went missing. The second vehicle, a 1993 British Jaguar Model XJR6 with a German license plate, was believed to have been seen in the area of the resort in 2006 and 7, and was originally registered in the suspect's name. The vehicle was re-registered to someone else in Germany the day after she disappeared, but authorities believe the car was still in Portugal at the time. So that's kind of shady. That's, yeah, that's, I wonder if that is the tip that came in. It may be. It's just interesting that it was so long ago. Yeah. Um, Both vehicles are currently in the custody of German authorities. Um, Police are asking anyone who saw those, you know, to come forward. They're also looking for more information on two cell phone numbers, one of which was used by the suspect and the other used by what police believe is a highly significant witness and are asking that person to contact authorities. Hmm. So major updates as of like really right now. If they have the cars in custody, they might have her DNA inside they the might. cars. I mean, that long ago, but still something could be there yeah. for sure. Yeah. I just think that's so interesting. I mean, it's been so long and yeah. that just right now something has come up. Yeah. So I hope that those parents get closure. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, okay, a little bit different tone. Going to talk about the Tiger King and Carol Baskin. Oh, we have a Carol Baskin's <laughs> update. We do. So, apparently, I did not realize this, but the sheriff confirms the will of Tiger King star Carol Baskin's dead husband was forged. <gasps> what? Yes. So they confirmed wild rumors that the will of Don Lewis, the missing millionaire husband of Tiger King star Carol Baskin, was forged. They had two experts deem it 100% of forgery. But we knew that. We knew that before. So um, they had previously told the outlet that he believed Lewis, who disappeared in 97 and was formally declared dead in 2002, had been murdered. The hit show, meaning like Tiger King. I don't know if anybody's watched it. Probably everybody. We talked about it a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys have heard of this but show. Anybody heard of Tiger King? Um, so the vicious feud between Baskin, an animal activist and founder of Big Cat Rescue and a zoo owner known as Joe Exotic and his murder for hire plot to kill her. That's what the show's about. Mm-hmm. But the show inadvertently raised theories that Baskin may have known more than initially revealed about her late husband's disappearance. No kidding. Mm-hmm. So, Lewis's friend, Joseph Fritz, told Fox News that the signature on the will, which awarded Baskin all his money, was traced from his 1991 marriage license, which has been confirmed by two different handwriting experts. Hmm. Yeah, she's got all that money and her new husband. So, who was the money going to go to? His kids? I don't know. It says, but law enforcement couldn't do anything despite knowing about the forgery because the will had already been executed and the statute of limitations for crimes related to it had already passed mm. by the time they discovered the forgery. Baskin, the last known person to see Lewis alive, has repeatedly denied that she had any involvement in her late husband's disappearance. Oh, of course. Right. Don was not easy to live with, and like most couples, we had our moments. But I never threatened him, and I certainly had nothing to do with his disappearance, she says. Yeah. But that sucks. So they know that she forged it to get all of his money, but the statute of limitations, she can't do anything. They can't do anything to her. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, too, I heard because of Tiger King, they were, like, going to reopen the case of her dead husband. I mean, I don't know. Is there a statute of limitations for that? Not on murder, Not no. on murder, right? 
Yeah, no. So there's also another update um, still related to Carol Baskin and the Tiger King. Mm-hmm. So Carol Baskin, whose longstanding feud with Joe Exotic was chronic- chronicled in the hit Netflix doc- docuseries Tiger King. We talked about that. She has been awarded the zoo once owned by her nemesis. <gasps> How? I think because he owes her so much money. So a judge ruled in, in like restitution. Mm-hmm, a judge ruled in favor of Baskin's Big Cat Rescue Corporation Monday. Or yeah, this this just happened too this week. Um, in a lawsuit against the Greater Winewood Development Group LLC, the latter company once owned by Exotic, whose real name is Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage. <laughs> <laughs> the order gives Baskin control of about 16 acres of land in Garvin County, Oklahoma, that is home to an animal park with an array of big cats. So they must vacate the zoo land premises within 120 days of service of this order. Vacation of premises shall also require removal of all zoo animals from the zoo land. But he's in prison, so who yes. is going to be doing all of that? So I guess whoever's in charge of it right now, and it says the judgment also awarded several cabins and vehicles to Baskin. Wasn't, isn't the guy who's in charge of it now, um, his name escapes me, but it's the guy who um, was living in Las Vegas. I think so. Yes. You and then they I'm were opening about? like the new one, the new right. zoo. Right. So Baskin, who owns an animal sanctuary in Florida, had for years been a vocal critic of Maldonado Passage's Animal Park a feud that escalated into a court battle. Maldonado Passage argued that Baskin was trying to destroy his business with an online smear campaign and video she posted on her YouTube page and social media channels. I think that's you, Joe. <laughs> right? I think you did that. And you wanted yourself filmed at all times. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Baskin argued that Exotic was abusing his animals and crusaded against his use of tigers for profit. He was convicted last year in a murder-for-hire plot against Baskin and is serving a 22-year sentence for the hit attempt and other crimes that include animal abuse. Court documents allege he tried to pay a hitman $3,000 to kill Baskin and also that he shot and killed five tigers, sold baby lemurs, and falsified paperwork to say they were donated. That's sad. Yeah. In 2011, Baskin won a trademark infringement lawsuit against Maldonado Passage, who was ordered to pay her $1 million. Oh, yeah, because he tried to make that fake website. Right. (laughs) In a second suit filed in 2016, she claimed he had subsequently transferred the Oklahoma property to his mother in a bid to evade creditors. So this week, a federal judge in Oklahoma ordered that the property be turned over to Baskin. Which, I mean, is he just dying in prison? You know he is just... He hot to drop me. Anybody who will listen about that bitch, Carol Baskin, he hates her so much. His words, not mine. Right? God, he hates her so much. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine when he got that news? I I bet they had to sedate him. Oh. I don't even know. Do they do that? I don't know. I mean, they have they have an infirmary at the right. You know, prison. We anticipated Carol Baskin getting the title to the former park that once belonged to Joe Exotic, and we did not challenge her attempts to do so. All of Jeff's focus is on opening the new Tiger King Park in Thackerville, Oklahoma, which should be opening in the next 120 days. Baskin's husband, Howard Baskin, acknowledged the judgment on Big Cat Rescue's Facebook page, saying, The court documents which speak for themselves. Well, yeah. I'd be scared if I was him. I mean, she's already given one of her husbands to the Tigers. Well, yeah, but he's in the custody of 
you know, he's in safekeeping in custody. <laughs> no, I'm talking about her now husband. I mean, she killed oh, the first Oh, her now one. husband. I thought you were talking about Joe. I was oh, like, yeah. Joe's not afraid of her. But also, I mean, like, I'd be nervous of what he's going to do from prison. He knows lots of people. You saw that guy on her husband. <laughs> he's extremely submissive. I don't think he's... he. He's not worried because he does whatever Carol wants. That's true. Yeah, he's... He does whatever Carol says to do. <laughs> so big updates. I'm hoping that for the McCann family, they'll get some news. Yeah. And then I'm sure there'll be more drama from Joe Exotic. That's yeah. He's not going down without a fight. Yeah, I agree with that. But also, like, are all of the cats going to go to her place in Florida? Well, I can't imagine they're going to give them to her because I think they're opening that other zoo. Somebody, whatever the guy's name is, Jeff or whatever. I think his so, name is Jeff, actually. So I bet that he'll take over the animals mm. and she'll get the property. Oh, well. One with vehicles and cabins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's crazy. That's some crazy updates. I know craziness Mm -hmm. all right i think that's all we got yeah that's that's pretty much it and that's a lot yeah so check out labor of love if you're bored really really bored okay i own it it's fine (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you so much for listening oh tell us how we can how do you find us on social media uh quirks and crime podcast at um gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email and then on facebook and instagram same name Corks and Crime Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, sorry. That's our name. <laughs> I, that was so good. It's okay. It's the red wine in the can. Yeah, it's the can. We never need to drink red wine in a can again. No, it's I'm not good. It. Yeah, but yeah. Corks and Crime Podcast is our Instagram and Facebook name. Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. And also send us some wine wrecks. We clearly need it. We've like, you know, we're trying red in a can. So <laughs> let us know. All right, thank you. Thanks, bye. Right, bye.